Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 8th of December. India recorded its lowest daily COVID count since July in the last 24 hours with a little over 26,500 fresh cases. The country's COVID tally, however, crossed the 97 lakh or 9.7 million mark. Under 400 fresh fatalities were recorded nationwide, pushing the death toll closer to the 1,41,000 mark. Currently, there are under 4 lakh COVID cases in the country and more than 91 lakh people have recovered from the virus. After the Serum Institute of India, Hyderabad-based firm Bharat Biotech became the second vaccine developer in India to seek emergency use authorization for its COVID-19 vaccine. The pharmaceutical firm submitted an application late yesterday to the Drugs Controller General of India to get approval for Covaxin. The vaccine is currently undergoing the third phase of clinical trials. The emergency use authorization allows a vaccine to be administered to people under certain conditions. After approval, it can be administered for a limited period of time on specific groups. Multiple demonstrations and protests were seen in various parts of the country today as a part of the Bharat Bandh called by the farmers. The Bandh or the shutdown which was scheduled to last from 11am to 3pm saw widespread support. In Punjab, shops and commercial establishments were shut in several places. However, farmer leaders said that the Bandh would be peaceful and no shops and establishments would be forced to shut down. Protesting farmers blocked the Delhi Meerut Highway till 3pm, while protesters in Gujarat blocked three highways. Groups in Maharashtra and West Bengal stopped the movement of some trains. Mumbai's largest agricultural market, the APMC market in Vashi, remained shut today in support of the farmers. Left parties in Kolkata's Jadavpur held a demonstration, burnt effigies and raised slogans against the centre's farm laws. In Tamil Nadu and Puducherry, the opposition party, DMK, along with its allies, held protests across the state and the Union Territory. News agency NI reported that Congress leaders in Bengaluru raised slogans and showed black flags against the new farm laws. However, the impact of the shutdown on BJP-governed states is expected to be less severe. In view of the shutdown, the Delhi and Haryana police issued travel and traffic advisories for people looking to enter or exit the capital today. The Delhi police also warned of strict action against protesters who disrupt traffic or force others to participate in the Bandh. The Hindustan Times reported that seven borders of Delhi, including those connecting it to Uttar Pradesh and Haryana, were completely closed due to the farmers' protests. Meanwhile, the Ahmadmi Party alleged that the Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal was put under house arrest by the police. The party said that this came after Kejriwal visited the farmers at Singhu border yesterday. The Delhi police, however, has denied the allegation. After the Canadian Prime Minister and legislators in the UK, lawmakers in the US have voiced their support for the farmers' protest. Congressman Doug LaMalfa, TJ Cox, Andy Levin and Josh Holder, among others, tweeted their support and solidarity for the peaceful protests being held by the Indian farmers. Listeners, the farmers' protests will have completed a fortnight tomorrow. The farmers who had marched to Delhi from Punjab, Haryana and other regions gained the support of farmers and political parties across the country leading up to the Bharat Band today. The protesters have stood by two things since day one. They want the new laws to be repealed and they will not pledge allegiance to any political party. Sir, we will Bharat Band is meeting. सरकार को देखिए बात माननी चाहिए जब सरकार ने खुद माना है कि इस बिल में दर्जनों कमियां हैं 
ये अब बात मानी है सरकार ने तो जब दर्जनों कमियां जिस बिल में हो आप बताइए मैं आपसे पूछता हूँ क्या वो बिल पास होना चाहिए आप भी एक नागरिक जिम्मेदार नागरिक हैं हम तो किसान हमें भाई तकलीफ है तो हम तो सरकार से ये कहते हैं कि हमें और कोई तकलीफ नहीं हमारा ये बिल वापस कर लो जो करना बाकी करो हमसे कोई लेना देना नहीं ये बिल जो है जब आप खुद माना सरकार ने बहुत बड़ी बात है सरकार ने खुद माना की दर्जनों गलतियां इसमें है तो इसको बिल वापस ले ले हमें हमने मांगा तो है नहीं आपने हम पे थोप दिया है हम आपसे कह रहे हैं हमें नहीं चाहिए तो क्यों हम पे थोपा जा रहा है बस यही सरकार से रिक्वेस्ट है बेनती है हम लोग शांतिपूर्वक ये अपना कर रहे हैं धरना प्रदर्शन इसमें और कोई अगर राजनीतिक पार्टियां आके यहाँ कुछ हो हंगामा करती है तो उसके जिम्मेदार सरकार और पार्टियां हैं हम किसानों से कोई मतलब नहीं है दैट वॉज माई कलीग बसंत हु इज रिपोर्टिंग फ्रॉम ग्राउंड जीरो ऑन द डे ऑफ द बंद बसंत एंड माई अदर कलीग निधिंग Go to our website newslaundry.com and do check out all their ground reports. You can also check out our social media handles to watch their video reports. And if you think they're doing some good work, please do show them your support by sharing their reports on your social media handles and family WhatsApp groups. The Bharatiya Janata Party's observer for Tripura Vinod Sonkar has ruled out any differences among party workers and the chief minister of the state. This clarification by Sonkar came yesterday after BJP members in Tripura raised slogans against Chief Minister Biplab Kumar Deb on Sunday. Slogans like Biplab Hatao BJP Bachao meaning remove Biplab and save BJP had made the growing discontentment of a section of the party workers against the Chief Minister more prominent. Despite this the newly elected state party observer Sonkar who was on a two-day visit to the state expressed that all was well within the party. He said and I quote our party is an organization of karyakartas or workers our prime minister thought it was important to listen to them with respect as the state had no observer for a long time people could not say what they wanted to say there is no grievance in any of them unquote however cracks in the party's harmony have been forming since senior bjp leader sudeep roy burman was removed as the minister of health in june 2019 The Sentinel reported that rebel MLAs including Barman and other party leaders met Sonkar to inform him of the political and organizational situation in the state. Earlier too the MLAs had met the BJP national president JP Nadda in Delhi. They had also met a Sam BJP minister Himanta Biswa Sarma to voice their demand for a leadership change in Tripura. Odisha Chief Minister and Biju Janata Dal leader Navin Patnaik has referred a complaint against his own former party MLA to the state's anti-corruption ombudsman or Lokayukta. This is the first complaint to the state's Lokayukta after its creation last year. Patnaik yesterday recommended an investigation by the body into the corruption allegations against former minister Pradeep Panigrahi. According to a New Indian Express report, the Chief Minister's office said in a statement and I quote, the state government led by Chief Minister Navin Patnaik is known for its strong action against corruption in public life and committed to providing a transparent administration to the people of the state. Unquote. Panigrahi was expelled from the Biju Janata Dal last month and was arrested by the CID on December 3rd for his alleged role in a job scam. Opposition parties like Congress and BJP had also demanded Panigrahi's expulsion from the assembly. Along with Panigrahi, his 2B son-in-law was also arrested in the same job scam case. The two had allegedly taken 6 lakh rupees from about 120 job seekers in Ganjam district of the state on the pretext of providing them employment opportunities in Tata Motors. A photographer of the news agency Press Trust of India or PTI alleged yesterday that he and his fiance were assaulted last evening in Uttar Pradesh's Muradnagar. The photographer Ravi Chaudhary also alleged that the police refused to lodge his FIR. 
Chaudhry posted on Twitter last evening that he had been attacked by five six men who came in a bolero that had the words Bharat Sarkar written on it. According to Jantaka reporter, the incident occurred while Chaudhry was travelling by motorcycle from Delhi. The report said, and I quote, the driver of the bolero stopped Chaudhry's vehicle while overtaking and allegedly abused Ravi and his fiancée. When Chaudhry opposed this, the driver opened his car and blocked his way. Three or four people then got out of the car and started beating them. Ravi said that when he escaped from the scene, the people in the car chased him for some distance. Unquote. The report added that authorities assured Chaudhry that action would be taken in the case. The photographer had recently risen to prominence after his photograph of a farmer being beaten up by a police officer went viral. In another update from the media, the Supreme Court yesterday quashed a petition asking the Indian government to protect all employees of Republic TV and Republic Bharat from coercive action by the Mumbai police. A bench headed by Justice D.Y. Chandrachur said that the plea was too ambitious. The plea sought direction to the Union of India to grant protection, transfer all cases to CBI and restrain the Maharashtra police from arresting Republic employees. Senior advocate Milan Sate, appearing for the network, claimed that an FIR had been registered against the entire editorial staff. He said, and I quote, We have filed this petition against the hounding of our channel for the last few months. Unquote. The court asked for the withdrawal of the petition but said that the petitioner was at liberty to pursue alternative remedies. The Mumbai police had also filed an FIR against staffers of Republic TV in October based on a complaint by Shashikant Pawar, a sub-inspector with the crime branch. The FIR named Shivani Gupta, Sagarika Mitra, Shavan Sen, Niranjan Narayan Swami and the editorial staff and newsroom in charge. The FIR invoked the provisions related to incitement of disaffection against the police and defamation. Dear listeners, News Laundry has consistently been covering the tussle between Republic TV and the Mumbai police from the TRP scam to the abetment of suicide case. Regarding the FIRs in the defamation case, a senior journalist and the president of the Mumbai Press Club, Gulbir Singh, said, and I quote, It does look like the Mumbai police commissioner is going after Republic TV without following due process. The harassment meted out to the ordinary journalists of the channel is not tenable. At the same time, Arnab Goswami and the reporters are equally guilty of pursuing an agenda of demonizing actor Riya Chakrabarti and many others and inflaming communal passions too. It has nothing to do with journalism. In fact, the channel has brought ignominy to our profession. If there are specific instances of defamation and creation of disaffection, the Mumbai police should pursue its options strictly as per law. Unquote. This was a part from an in-depth ground report where my colleague Pratik Goel dug into the nitty-gritties of the case and looked into the validity of the FIRs against Republic TV. Yes, you heard that right. Because when it comes to reportage, News Laundry does not pick sides. We have consistently reported on all kinds of attacks against journalists all over the country. If you want to read more details of the report, go to newslaundry.com and read the report titled Republic vs Mumbai Police. Channel gets another notice seeking contact details of employees. As most of you know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform, which is why we are able to bring you reports like this. But we can only continue with this kind of work through your support and subscriptions. So while you are browsing through our website, I urge you to check out all the other ground reports, podcasts, interviews, videos and explainers. And if you like what you see, please hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website and become a supporter of independent media. The lowest subscription rate starts at 300 rupees a month only. And now for some international updates. 
COVID-19 has infected over 67.6 million people around the world. Over 1.5 million people have succumbed to the virus so far. The US, India and Brazil continue to have the highest caseload globally. The United Kingdom today became the first country to start vaccine inoculation for COVID-19 to its citizens. The first phase of the vaccine administration of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine kicked off in the country today. The UK's National Health Service will administer the first 800,000 doses of the vaccine today, giving top priority to people aged over 80 years and frontline healthcare workers. The UK in the beginning of the month gave emergency use authorization to the vaccine developed jointly by US pharma Pfizer and German drug maker BioNTech. Margaret Keenan, a 90-year-old woman, became the first person in the United Kingdom to receive the COVID vaccine. Meanwhile, a New York Times report revealed that the Trump administration this summer refused to secure additional doses of the Pfizer vaccine for the US citizens. Owing to this, Pfizer may not be able to provide more vaccine doses to the United States until next June because of its commitments to other countries. Incidentally, Trump today signed an executive order designed to make sure that the vaccines get to American citizens before being sent out to other nations. The practical effect of this order, however, cannot be determined yet. News agency Associated Press reported that Hong Kong will impose new restrictions today to stem the fourth wave of COVID-19 in the region. As a part of the fresh measures, evening dining at restaurants will be completely banned and fitness centres will be shut down. Beauty and massage parlours will also be closed and civil servants will be asked to work from home. Hong Kong's strict social distancing measures have significantly helped keep the infections under 7,000 in the city of 7.5 million people. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 